Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lillian, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 280. Praise my soul, the King of heaven. To his feet thy tribute bring. Ransom, healed, restored, forgiven. Who like us his praise should sing. Praise him, praise him. Praise him, praise him, praise the everlasting King. Hymn number 280. would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the link to the Wednesday evening text. The theme for tonight is One Lord, One Faith, One Baptism, and the readings will now be given by Craig from Plainfield. The Bible, Exodus. Now these are the names of the children of Israel, which came into Egypt, 
Every man in his household came with Jacob. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and Benjamin, Dan, and Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty. And the land was filled with them. Now there rose up a new king over Egypt, which knew not Joseph. And he said unto his people, Behold, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come on, let us deal wisely with them, lest they multiply. And it come to pass that when there falleth out any war, they join also unto our enemies and fight against us. And so get them up out of the land. Therefore they did set over them taskmasters to afflict them with their burdens. And they built for Pharaoh treasure cities, Pithom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were grieved because of the children of Israel. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter, hard bondage in mortar and in brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service wherein they made them serve was with rigor. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs before him. And that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's sons what things I have wrought in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them that ye may know how that I am the Lord. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with a high hand. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength. When the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Psalms The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
Ephesians. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us, and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. Next, I will read the correlative passages from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy from The People's Idea of God. The improved theory and practice of religion and of medicine are mainly due to the people's improved views of the Supreme Being. As the finite sense of deity, based on material conceptions of spiritual being, yields its grosser elements, we shall learn what God is and what God does. Such a theory has overturned empires in demonical contests over religion. Proportionally, as the people's belief of God in every age has been dematerialized and unfinited, has their deity become good? No longer a personal tyrant or a molten image, but the divine life, truth, and love. Life without beginning or ending, truth without a lapse or error, and love universal, infinite, eternal. This more perfect idea held constantly before the people's minds must have a benign and elevating influence upon the character of nations as well as individuals and will lift man ultimately to the understanding that our ideals form our characters. That as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. The glorious Godhead is life, truth, and love. And these three terms for one divine principle are the three in one that can be understood and that find no reflection in sinning, sick, and dying mortals. No miracle of grace can make a spiritual mind out of beliefs that are as material as the heathen deities Believing that man is the victim of his maker, we naturally fear God more than we love him. Whereas perfect love casteth out fear. But when we learn God aright, we love him. Because he is found altogether lovely. Thus it is that a more spiritual and true ideal of deity improves the race physically and spiritually. God is no longer a mystery to the Christian scientists, but a divine principle, understood in part because the grand realities of life and truth are found destroying sin, sickness, and death. And it should no longer be deemed treason to understand God. When the scriptures enjoin us to acquaint now thyself with him, God, and be at peace, 
we should understand something of that great good for which we are to leave all else. Scientific discovery and the inspiration of truth have taught me that the health and character of man becomes more or less perfect as his mind models are more or less spiritual. Because God is spirit, our thoughts must spiritualize to approach him, and our methods grow more spiritual to accord with our thoughts. Religion and medicine must be dematerialized to present the right idea of truth. Then will this idea cast out error and heal the sick. If changeableness that repented itself, partiality that elects some to be saved and others to be lost, or that answers the prayer of one and not of another, if incompetency that cannot heal the sick or lack of love that will not, if unmercifulness that for the sins of a few tired years punishes man eternally, are our conceptions of deity, we shall bring out these qualities of character in our own lives and extend their influence to others. It is the baptism of spirit that washes our robes and makes them white in the blood of the Lamb, that bathes us in the life of truth and the truth of life. Having one Lord, we shall not be idolaters, dividing our homage and obedience between matter and spirit, but shall work out our own salvation after the model of our Father, who never pardons the sin that deserves to be punished and can be destroyed only through suffering. We ask and we receive not because we ask amiss. Even dare to invoke the divine aid of spirit to heal the sick and then administer drugs with full confidence in their efficacy, showing our greater faith in matter despite the authority of Jesus that you cannot serve two masters. Above the platform of human rights, let us build another staging for diviner claims. Even the supremacy of soul oversense, wherein man cooperates with and is subject to his maker. The lame, the blind, the sick, the sensual, are slaves, and their fetters are gnawing away life and hope. Their change are classed by the false teachings, false theories, false fears that enforce new forms of oppression and are the modern pharaohs that hold the children of Israel still in bondage. O Christian scientist, thou of the church of the newborn, Awake to a higher and holier love for God and man. Put on the whole armor of truth. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation, that ye may go to the bed of anguish and look upon this dream of life and matter, 
girt with a higher sense of omnipotence. And behold, once again, the power of divine life and love to heal and reestate man in God's own image and likeness, having one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number five. A voice from heaven we have heard, the call to rise from earth. Put armor on, the sword now gird, and for the fight go forth. The foe in ambush claims our prize, then heed high heaven's call. Obey the voice of truth, arise, and let not fear enthrall. Hymn number five.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. And we warmly welcome everyone to all of our services in person, on the telephone, over the internet, or even listening to recordings of our services. At all our meetings and services, we read from the King James Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian science. Our Sunday morning church services are at 11 a.m. every week, and at 10 a.m. we have our weekly roundtable discussion. That's where we talk about the week's lesson and other current topics and learn more about how to apply our understanding of Christian science in our lives and in praying about world events. So please join us every Sunday morning for our round table at 10 a.m. and the church service at 11. We have a Sunday school for children every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. Many of the students live out of state and call in on the telephone. So if you have children who would like to attend the Sunday school, call the church to get the dedicated phone number, and our teachers will be very happy to welcome them. We also have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So if you're able to get here in person, be sure to bring the whole family. Our next Saturday morning Bible study will be on Saturday, December 16th at 10 a.m. The questions will be posted on the church website under the This Week's Lesson tab. So keep an eye out for them and join us Saturday morning, December 16th at 10 a.m. Our 2024 page-a-day church calendars are printed and ready to ship out. If you haven't ordered yet, you can order them through our website under the Store tab or send a check to Benjamin, our clerk. The price is $16 for one calendar and $13 for each additional calendar mailed to the same address, and postage is included in the price. We have a website, plainfieldcs.com, with an amazing amount of the very finest Christian science literature in print and on audio. There are always new items being added, so you're bound to find something that will meet your need. And we have 17 additional websites in a variety of languages so that people around the world can hear and read the healing truths of pure Christian science in their own language. All the resources we have on our various websites are free. There is never a charge, and you don't have to join anything. And tomorrow, being Thanksgiving, we will be having our annual Thanksgiving Day service at 11 a.m., this is a wonderful opportunity to give our thanks to God for the many blessings he has given us all. 
So be sure to take time out to join us tomorrow morning at 11. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, this section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering, although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button on your phone twice. Also, keep in mind when you do, we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So kindly, we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through the study and practice of Christian science. Karen from California, go ahead, please. Good evening, and thank you, Craig, for those readings. I am so grateful this evening for our beautiful lesson sermons and all those who are responsible for them. This takes much prayer and dedication on the part of many people, and I am deeply grateful to you all. They are so powerful, and I look forward to each week's lesson sermon. I am also grateful for the roundtables, where I have been learning so much about how to pray scientifically and therefore more effectively about world affairs, myself, and my family. I am so grateful for the loving support of my practitioner who has taught me so much about how to live the science of the Christ and how that differs from what I thought it meant to be a Christian scientist. I am learning that it means making the laws of God practical in my day-to-day -day activities. I catch myself so much quicker now when my thought goes off course and I start thinking from a personal sense standpoint rather than as God's reflection. I was so anxious about many things and did not realize that that came from a belief that I was separate from God. Now I know that when I start to feel anxious, I am believing I am responsible for something or someone, including myself. God never put me in charge of anything or anyone. Rather, to be obedient to God is to acknowledge that He only is present and governing all harmoniously. And to submit to His will, I feel the peace I long for. 
As soon as I acknowledge what our Master, Christ Jesus, tells us, quote, I can of mine own self do nothing. The Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. And my Father has not left me alone, end quote. The fear and anxiety goes away. I am grateful to God for bringing me to Plainfield Church Independence, where I truly changed from a self-centered life to one of purpose to further the cause of Christian science in the world. I am grateful for all the blessings that I and my family have received. I am grateful to Christ Jesus, who is constantly teaching us today through his words and works how to be a true Christian and walk by faith, not by sight. I am so grateful to our leader, Mary Baker Eddy, the promised revelator to this age of the impersonal Savior, Christian Science. I am very grateful to be a member of this church and to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Candy from Wisconsin, go ahead, please. Hello, everyone. Last week, when I went to read my lesson, my tablet, from which I read the full-text version, decided it had numerous updates to accomplish. One of them was the app I used to read the lesson. The thought came to me to use my phone. But then a thought came and said, nah, read it later, because reading on a phone is sometimes too wonky. But I decided this was my time that I always read it, and I would try the phone. I opened the lesson page from the website, and wow, here was a perfectly formatted page, easy to use, read, navigate. I loved it. No pinching, expanding, changing font size, or any of the other tricks that we use to read web pages. What a gift this is. Thank you, Jeremy, and all who perfected this page. Good night, everyone, and please enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead, please. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be a part of this Wednesday meeting tonight. Thank you for the readings, Craig. I'm so thankful that I have found the Plainfield Christian Science Church. My life has changed so much for the better. I'm so grateful for all that I'm learning. I'm working on my relationship with God and loving others. Yesterday, I woke up not feeling well. My stomach hurt. I was really tired, but worst of all, I had a pounding headache. I knew I had so many things planned to do, and at first, I really didn't think I'd be able to accomplish everything, considering how poorly I was feeling. A few years ago, I would have popped a few Advil to make my headache go away, but now I know better. I know that by me taking Advil, I would be allowing myself into the mortal dream, believing that I am physical and not spiritual, or that I am sick and medicine can help me, instead of knowing who I really am. I remembered back to this past week's roundtable discussion and the statement that Gary said, God owns us. What a simple yet so comforting statement that is. 
And if God owns me, then I am only good, nothing bad, only spiritual, not material, no headache or pain, only perfect like God made me. Knowing this very simple statement really helped me. I also knew that most everything I had to do that day was to bless bless people. I reminded myself to put God first. I continued praying, and as I began my task for the day, I thought about another comment by my practitioner at another uh, recent roundtable discussion. She explained that you can't feel sick and sad if you are feeling happy and thankful. I decided I wanted to feel thankful and happy. I quickly felt better and actually accomplished more things than I originally planned to do that day. I'm so grateful for the weekly Sunday morning roundtable discussions and the Wednesday testimony meetings. These practical applications of Christian science, along with my practitioner's support, have helped me so much this past year. Thank you to everyone for making this meeting possible. Thank you. Elizabeth from Georgia, go ahead, please. Good evening. I had an experience on Saturday that proved to me, in a small way, God's care and protection when we keep him foremost in our consciousness. I had spent the morning working to get my thought right about something and establish God's control and omnipotence. It was a beautiful day, and early in the afternoon, the thought came to me that it would be really nice to take a bike ride. And I decided to go uh, to a path, a greenway, that winds through woods and countryside. It's about nine miles one way, and my plan was to go to the end and then come back the same way. And during the ride, I was silently declaring truth and also just expressing gratitude at the beauty around me the blue sky and the birds, the bogs and the trees with the colorful leaves. During the last few miles of the trail, I thought, um, well, maybe I should just turn around and head back and not go all the way to the end. But the thought came strongly several times to just keep going, so I did. And when I got to the end of the trail, where there's a parking lot and restrooms, I heard this loud explosion. I didn't realize what it was until I got off my bike and saw the rear tire had burst and was completely flat. It was an old tire, and it was on its last legs. But I actually rejoiced then and there. I just laughed, and I thanked God for such perfect timing, because had I decided several miles back to turn around, I might have been stuck in the woods with a bike that would have been hard to haul. But instead, I was in a location where I could call my husband and have him pick me up, which I did. I just felt very blessed. Um, I just wanted to express my gratitude for God's love for me. Thank you. Thank you. Luba from Ohio, go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm very grateful to the Plainfield Christian Science Church for all it provides in the true teaching of Christian science. I'm grateful to God who has been with me throughout my life's journey, and especially now with the dramatic changes happening in my life. I know how important God's timing really is. My my practitioner has been an enormous blessing through her steadfast support and love. 
And for this, I am forever grateful. Thank you so much. And I'm grateful for, uh, for the readings tonight. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Tony or Lenny from North Carolina. Go ahead, please. Thank you for your readings tonight, Craig. Um, yeah, you know, if, if if we have the wrong idea of God, then we we really have a wrong idea about ourselves. I was just reading in uh, Science of Being there and in, in, uh, Science and Health that uh, human philosophy has made God man-like, and Christian science makes man God-like. And that's such a radical concept for us. Um, I really wanted to express my gratitude uh, for some help that I've been getting from a practitioner here at the Church. Um, she's really been making it very clear that I am not to react when I am faced with a challenge, um, particularly if I have a recurring challenge. And uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a wonderful watch that was put up uh, from Gilbert Carpenter talking about how it's so important to watch your attitude when you're thrown into a hot or a cold, or like a jarring situation that um, demands a lot of you. And that, you know, a, a peaceful, harmonious uh, experience is really uh, the enemy of spiritual growth, because you think everything is, is okay. And I had an experience where I was definitely in a jarring experience, um, where I had some very, very aggressive uh, symptoms of the flu uh, for for two days solid, and it required a lot of uh, a lot of work on my part. Um, and I'm very grateful for how, how quickly um, the aggressive symptoms just stopped. And um, I'm grateful for the practitioner support of just helping me um, learn how to uh, do all I can do and stand. And this church has been wonderful at. Uh, expanding those principles of that's how science is to uh, how we should be operating in science and impersonalizing everything. I'm very, very grateful for that experience. As jarring as it was, um, I can look back on it now and see some growth. And I'm very, very grateful for that and uh, grateful to be here tonight. Thank you all. Thank you. Gary. Well, I'm, uh, tonight I'm very grateful to be learning how to recognize how well God is taking care of us every day, taking care of all of us, really. Um, you know, nothing happens by chance or by coincidence. And learning to be grateful to him for the good that he brings into my life. Um, I have, ex I have things every day where, you know, good happens and I'm grateful to God and it, uh, it seems to make everything go right, if you know what I mean. Um, I had an example that, uh, of this, however, that happened, it happened a while ago, but it was so, um, it was so vivid, uh, I couldn't, I, I've just never forgotten it and I'd like to, I'd like to just uh, t tell about it. Um, I, I work in a town here in New Jersey, about 30 minutes away, uh, where it's very difficult 
uh, to find good parking a lot of the time. Um, there's a lot of businesses in the town and there's a major train station in the town. So there's a huge demand for parking in the town and uh, there often uh, is not enough. So I, I try to park in a parking garage that's near where I work and uh, it's close to everything in the town and it usually fills up by nine o'clock. So if I want a parking spot, I have to get there on time. And uh, so one day I was getting ready to go to work and uh, remembered that there was a, uh, something uh, that needed to be done uh, work for the church that I hadn't done yet and uh, seemed like it needed to get done. And my first thought was, well, I'd better do it later because if I don't leave for work now, I won't be able to find a parking spot. And after I thought that, I felt really terrible. <laughs> and so I knew that uh, God, God was instructing me to get it done now and not put it off. So after wrestling with myself for a few seconds, uh, it, it was clear God wanted me to get this thing done. So I said, okay, God, I will do this and I will trust you to take care of me. So I, I took care of what needed to be done and uh, left for work. And uh, when I got to the town I work in, I, I was clearly um, too late to find a good parking spot in the garage that I park in. But God said, try it. Just check it out before you look for something else. So I thought, okay, I'll trust God to take care of me here. And I uh, dro drove into the parking garage and right near the entrance to the parking garage, there was an empty spot. And it was the only empty spot in the whole garage. And I just, I, I, I laughed. I, I was so happy. I almost cried because I was so happy that uh, obviously somebody had just left and left an open spot just at the time that I arrived. And I thought, God, thank you. And I just kept saying thank you because it was so clearly God taking care of me. Well, things like this happen often and I'm so grateful to recognize that it's not coincidence it's not luck there is a law that you take care of God's work and he takes care of us and this is the covenant that God made with the early Israelites and for all of his people and that includes us and I was so grateful to, to recognize what it was. And uh, it was a good lesson. And uh, it happens, you know, more frequently <laughs> than it used to. And I'm so grateful for that. So anyway, I'm so grateful to be learning these lessons in Christian science as to what our relationship with God really is and how well he does take care of us when we recognize it. So grateful to be with you all here tonight. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead, please.
Thank you. I'm grateful for all that I'm learning in Christian science through this church. That's helping me as I continue to grow in my understanding of God's power and his protection. One thing I'm learning is the importance of being patient in prayer. I'm finding that when I'm faced with so-called problems or challenges, I'm not in such a rush to respond or react if I don't feel moved by God to do so. Even when an immediate response seems to be needed, I'm learning to immediately call on God to ask what he would have me do or to know if I need to do anything at all. Waiting for an answer isn't always easy, but it's training me to truly wait on God and to no longer lean on my own understanding. With this, I'm seeing that God truly knows best and takes care of me and everyone. This is slowly but surely relieving me of a lifetime sense of false responsibility, and I'm so grateful to be learning of what good can come when I truly let go and let God. Thank you so much for tonight's readings and for all of the testimonies given so far. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Christina from Mexico, go ahead, please. Good evening. I'm very grateful for the healing I have had through the study of Christian science. For many years, since my childhood, I suffered from throat problems that were always accompanied by discomfort and fever. Many times a year, I had tonsillitis, and so my life went on until my adulthood. It seemed that I was condemned to use antibiotics all my life. I tried many means to cure myself, including natural medicine, homeopathy, and acupuncture, but they were ineffective. Finally, God led me to Christian science. At that time, I asked to a practitioner in Mexico to help me with prayer. In the treatment, hatred, resentment, and anger came to light. Thanks to the healing work of the Christ, I could realize that this was the root of the problem. It took some time to be completely free of this scourge. Mortal mind is reluctant to correct itself, as necessary says in her book, Science and Health. It seems that I was strongly linked, so to speak, to hate and negative feelings. I had to correct my thinking. The divine truth is always victorious, and finally new winds of understanding, mercy for myself and freedom, down in my consciousness. The healing came and I stopped having problems with my throat. In the past, some doctors told me that I needed a tonsil operation because I was in risk to have heart problems in the future. Thank God I never had the operation and certainly I don't have any trouble with my heart. Why? Because they were lies of mortal mind, no God's truth. 
Apart from the physical relief, being free from sin of resentment was the best of all, and for which I am most grateful to God and the Christ. I could see the unreality of that whole mental picture of animal magnetism. Now at Plainfield, listening to the round tales that there are no victims, no villains, I can have a better perspective of this healing. I'm so grateful to know Christian science and to confirm that our prayings are always answered. In science, we are scientifically liberated from evil beliefs. And so I am also grateful for all the work is done at Plenty Church and for the practitioner who is helping me now. It is great to be a member of this church and to participate in the Unity Watches. What a holy mission. Thank you for this beautiful service. Much love to all of you, and God bless you. Thank you. Gracias. Thank you. <laughs> Benjamin. I'm so grateful to be here tonight. Um, listening to Christina's testimony um, reminded me a lot about myself as well. Um, I remember uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was driving, I came across um, a sign they put on the street and it has a, a word written on it and um, it seems like they were, um, um, the sign was talking about fundraising for that particular word, but I, I don't really know what that word means. I think that was the, one of the few times I've came across that word. So when I get to the place where I was going, I had to Google that word to know exactly what it meant. I don't know why I was so interested in that word, but I let her find out why. <laughs> so I Google what it means, and I found out what it actually means was exactly what I used to be. No wonder I saw it and become interested in it to know what God had done for me. And should I, in case I forgot. And it, the word actually means what I used to be growing up as a little kid. To be exact, um, when I was growing up as a little kid, I would say that um, I have this uh, delicate thing that goes on with me. In, like for example, if I go out to play football with my friends, every little thing I will bleed mostly from my nose. And it happened constantly during that time. And sometimes when I sleep at night, I wake up in the morning, my pillow will soak with blood. I mean, a lot of blood. And my parents, my mom in particular, was so worried about it. And she took me to several places where we were referred to some medical places, 
doctors and they couldn't figure out what, what it was or how to treat the problem. But I said, little child, I wasn't worried about it. Sometimes I thought it was fun. And, but my parents didn't see it that way. They were worried. But the condition continues as I was growing up until I became a teenager, even to my adulthood, but not as frequently as it was when I was growing up, but it continued to my adulthood. And just like I was, I was when I was little, I didn't react to it, I didn't take it too serious. Whenever it happened, I just let it happen. And I took, um, I would clean her up and do whatever necessary I needed to do. And I would go about my business. But it was there. The claim was there. And um, I, when I first came to this church, I would say when I discovered Christian science, I started learning about God. Like Tony said earlier, how, how I can say, I don't remember exactly how, how Tony put it, but I kind of took, took it to heart. How you think about yourself is how you think about God. Or the other way around, how you think about God is how you think about yourself. That was one of the few lessons I learned when I first came here. I started thinking highly about myself, and that also includes my health. Every medical claims that have believed in or that have been said about me, I start to learn to not take them serious or not think about them at all, but focus on about how God sees me, how I see myself. And I started to do that, and I still do that these days. And somehow I forgot about that condition that I grew up with. I remember I gave a testimony a while ago when I actually remember it, that I used to suffer from that problem. And that was after many years of never experiencing anything like that. And at this moment, I haven't experienced it. It's been more than 20 years. I've never had any drop of blood come out of my nose. I would say from the day I discovered Christian science was the day the condition stopped. And um, it just, I'm so grateful. I mean, I can't talk about this all day, but all night. But I'm, I'm so glad that God showed me that word that day because if it wasn't that word that I saw um, when I was driving along the highway on Route 18, I wouldn't even remember about that problem at all. I mean, it just, it just God showed me that word so that I can remember what had been done for me so that I don't forget. Even though it's been more than 20 years, I had to remember this, that it was God who did it because growing up as a little kid, nobody could have done it. Medical people, they couldn't help me. They couldn't help my parents about it. But when the moment came, God took over my life. 
and all conditions of um, all that kind of conditions, all claims disappeared. I'm so gr grateful that I found Christian Science. I'm so grateful for all the healings that I have experienced since I came to this church and also since I discovered Christian Science. I'm so grateful that God brought me here and everything that God has done in my life. Thank you and have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you. We got an email testimony submitted. It says, hello everyone, my name is Diana. I'm from the Caribbean, Trinidad to be exact. I just wanted to share with you all a healing I had recently. I was cooking and burned my index finger in hot oil. I guess you can say the whole finger was submerged in the oil. And for a brief moment, I felt a shocking pain throughout my hand. I quickly applied what I have learned from Christian Science and Plainfield. My family was surprised there wasn't a water bladder, which I assume is a blister, or any type of bruising or, uh, surrounding my finger the next day. But I knew the truth. Matter could not impress me. Thank you to Mrs. Eddy and all, all of the workers at Plainfield that make everything so accessible and easy to understand. I enjoy your roundtable discussions. This is my first ever giving a testimony. I am so grateful for everything that God has done and is doing for me. Thank you. And now we have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. Tonight I would like to thank my Plainfield practitioner for her instruction and holy prayers and all the great good that has come into our lives since I first became a member at Plainfield Independent. I am very grateful for the corrections and for the proper teaching of Christian science, and I can't help but say I did not have a grasp at all on the protective work in Christian science, and we had not been taught of the watchers for the world until coming to Plainfield Independent. I am very honoured to be a watch worker at this church, to help others who are striving for God wherever they may be in the whole wide world, to help those dear souls who are reaching out to God, the heavenly homesick, as Mrs. Eddy phrases it. Truly being taught here in how to work effectively in Christian science has brought many blessings into our lives, but the biggest blessing of all is staying in the love of God, as my dear practitioner says. No doubt, humanly, there have been many dreadful things that have happened in our country over the last few years, but we have met them all through Christian science. I wanted to share tonight but one of the sublime passages that saved me through one of the darkest periods in my life. I was struggling very much with a reason to live when I read this passage written by Mary Baker Eddy, quote, Human affection is not poured forth vainly, even though it meet no return. Love enriches the nature, enlarging, purifying and elevating it. The wintry blasts of earth may uproot the flowers of affection and scatter them to the winds. But this severance of fleshly ties serves to unite thought more closely to God. 
for love supports the struggling heart until it ceases to sigh over the world and begins to unfold its wings for heaven. End quote. So to any who would like to know and experience our beautiful, kind, loving Father-Mother God, all the answers are found in Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Truly, the beauty, might, the purity, perfection and completeness of Christian science is taught at this wonderful independent church. Thank you to our practitioners and teachers. Thank you to our members and workers. Thank you to our singers and musicians. It is so beautiful to be a member of this church and I am very grateful and so honoured to be with you all. Thank you all so much and so much love to you all. Mary, good evening everyone. I have a short note from someone in Illinois. First, happy Thanksgiving to the dear Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. So grateful to have found you on YouTube. I love the outcome of a 24-hour reading room, um, keeping my head down and sawing wood, <laughs> realizing one, truth, life, and love, principle, soul, mind, and still trying to love more. Thankful for rebukes, practicing, and um, stilling personal sense, and I'm not arguing so much anymore, and knowing uh, right from wrong a lot better than I once did. So with much gratitude. And then this is a testimony from New Hampshire. I would like to express my gratitude for an experience that I had a couple of weeks ago. I had a vacancy about to occur in my building where a thrift, sh thrift shop had been. I was feeling like it was too bad that the thrift shop <laughs> couldn't continue as it was a vital part of the community where the building is. I was praying about it and knowing that whatever God's plan was, it was already in action and complete. In the meantime, I was taking the human footsteps that came to me to ensure that the space would not remain vacant. After placing an ad for the space and offering it to a few folks, it didn't look like it was going to remain a thrift store. At this time, I sort of reluctantly started to look into the steps that would be necessary to turn it into two apartments. One day, out of the blue, I went in there, which was not a usual thing for me to do, considering most of the inventory had been liquidated. I went to look for a bookshelf for another space that I was renovating. It was a very random for me to go in, but upon arrival, I met a man in there who asked me what was I doing with the space, to which I said I most likely was going to make a couple of apartments. A conversation struck up and I mentioned that, it that I was somewhat disappointed that the thrift store would not remain a thrift store. I commented on how it was such a thriving store a couple of shopkeepers ago and what a wonderful business it could be for someone. At this point, the man asked me some questions about it and said that he might have an interest in it as a thrift store. 
In the few days that followed, he expressed a greater and greater interest, and within less than a week's time, the former proprietor was able to walk away from what was an unsuccessful business for him. It was not his cup of tea, and he was so thrilled to be able to walk away to a potential new position that was awaiting him. This was very clearly divine providence that brought me into the store on the same day as this enthusiastic man that was looking for this kind of work. As it turned out, this was his line, although he had never had a business of this kind. He also expressed to me that he and his wife had six children, all of whom would be thrilled to be part of the business. It is so gratifying to see this family working together in there, making it the beautiful and thriving business that it once was. I was able to do some things to make it an easy transition for them, and I could not be happier with the way the situation unfolded. Indeed, everything about it is so perfect that there is no doubt that it was God's hand that put it all together. I cannot begin to say how thankful I am for God and all that he is and does for all that he is and does every moment, and a happy Thanksgiving to all. And then South Dakota. A friend was walking her dog and stopped to chat with me despite the brisk temperature of the early morning, and I took the time to thank her for an earlier act of kindness. She responded by giving me a hug, which extended the blessing and amplified the feeling of goodwill between us. Can there be any mystery as to why the Psalms remain, remind us of the requirements to love God and to sing his praise? I am grateful for this Plainfield Christian Science Church and the outpouring of love and devotion to God and to Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science as the Christ Science. Thank you all. And then California. The other day I was reading a magazine article speaking about a house which was just a place until the people in it experienced connections with each other. Then it became a home. This made me think of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. For so many decades I was searching for a church that was more than just a place, somewhere I could connect with a loving church membership, be allowed to contribute and be part of a harmonious effort to further the cause of Christian science. It was a journey through a desert until God led me to the green pastures and still waters of Plainfield. What a glorious gift bestowed. He gave me a wonderful church family where there is lots of love expressed and great joy in working together to do God's work. He leadeth me, he leadeth me. By his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be for by his hand he leadeth me. Hymn 95. Thank you, Father, for leading me here. So I have one more, but I'll read that in the morning when we're all together again. And I'm so grateful for the readings tonight. They were beautiful and so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful that week after week we go into what I call overtime. <laughs> We don't have to end at 9.15 early. We have so many testimonies. We could probably go on till 10. So thank God for this church. Thank God for a grateful congregation 
who is willing, yes, to praise God for all his great blessings. So, so grateful to be with you all tonight, and I look forward to seeing you in the morning. Bye for now. Thank you. To close our meeting, Linda, would you announce the last hymn, please? Hymn number 312. Soldiers of Christ, arise, put your armor on, strong in the strength which God supplies through his eternal Son. Stand then in his great might with all his strength and due, and take to arm you for the fight, the panoply of God. Hymn number 312.